Allison. Evan. Top of the podcast to you. Happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. From Bats, please. I'm not, I'm not going to do an accent. I like a- you're offending Irish people. I- how terrible that accent was. I'm Evan Devaney. I'm Allison Gunnell. And welcome to Bats, please. All right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. You're not even Irish. Uh, I'm I'm the Irish one. I I'm not. I don't. I'm not entirely sure what I am. I'm pretty sure it's some none kind of, of us mix are of, entirely sure what you are of English. There's definitely some German in there. Um, who knows? There might be a little sprinkle of Irish in there. Maybe I don't know. Well, we'll take a 23 and me, and we'll get back to you yeah. next season um, because this is the final episode of this long. Long, 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 arduous long, season. Long, 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 long season, yes. And I think for a lot of reasons, we're glad it's over. Yeah, yep, we sure are. And I'm glad the three-hour episode we watched is <laughs> over. That was long. And I know we lament about this show a lot. It's because we like it. We love we it. Do. And there's ways we that we want to make it better. But sometimes things just happen, like three-hour episodes or racist cast members, that you're just like, man, I wish this could have gone better. Yeah. And that was yeah. one of those seasons, was, was season I 25. I summed up by a meme I saw everywhere on Monday. This season could have been an email. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and start at the top of the episode. So this is where... Top the, of the episode. The top, top of the episode for you. <laughs> um, so Michelle and Rachel ultimately meet Matt's parents, well, Matt's mom and brother, um, first is Michelle, and it seemed right away that they were all in on Michelle, as they should be, because, I mean, she's a perfect human. Yeah, no, Michelle was amazing, and I think we thought they, they would, she would mesh really well. So it was Matt's mom and brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people on Twitter and the internet in general were talking about how Matt's brother looked a, a lot like Nipsey Hussle. Thoughts, yes. feelings? Oh, I think it was a dead ringer for Nipsey yeah. Hussle. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people said Kaepernick, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see Nipsey Hussle way more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it was Nipsey Hussle. Maybe the Bachelor world has finally figured out how to bring people back. I don't want to speculate on that one. <laughs> um, so ultimately, though, it goes very well. I don't see any like issues between those two. Michelle or uh, Matt's mom was asking Michelle, you know, mm-hmm. how how do you feel about Matt? She gave really good answers about you know, how she sees him as more than just, like, this, you know, person she met on the show. They really had this connection that they really, you know, established right away um, and built up pretty quickly. And that part of it is, like, they can be goofy with each other. They can be emotional with each other. They can kind of hit all the checks that you're looking for in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And she just seemed really comfortable with his family, too. Like, they all... I don't know, just the conversation flowed really well, and she had a chance to talk to both the mom and the brother, and they all just seemed to really like her. Um, Everything seemed to just go really well. Mm -hmm. Um, They had... Yeah, then that was... Well, then, yeah, well, then then Rachel came in and met um, the parent... I keep saying the parents. No, the mom and brother. I'm just so used to that being the case. The mom Um, and brother. For a while, it seemed like they weren't vibing with Rachel as much. Yeah, at the beginning, we were kind of like, no, they're out. They're Mm -hmm. out on this. And, like, the brother and her talked for a while, which was was fine, but it didn't really seem to be, like, 
I don't know, as in as connected as the other one. But then when she was talking to his mom and she started bringing up how the religious connection that they share, her and, and Matt that started her and Matt the season with the prayer and everything. Then it got really emotional. Like Rachel started crying, like Matt's mom started crying. And then all of a sudden they like really did connect. She got the mom points. So for she sure. got the mom points there. So all in all, I think that especially the mom, but I mean, liked both of them and they both interacted really well. Um, what was interesting though, it was after all of that, Matt had to sit down with just his mom and brother as well and kind of asked what they thought. And they said, you know, they're both great girls. Um, but they kept kind of, they seemed really worried that Matt was rushing into the whole proposal engagement thing that he clearly wasn't ready for this. Which like clearly Which, anyone like, who's on this show is rushing into a proposal. Well, right, right. But they were obviously, yeah, very worried about Matt and thinking he was rushing into it. And the brother was kind of kept saying like, look, you don't have to do anything you're not ready for. And the mom even said like, just loving someone is not the end all be all. Like that does not guarantee that that's it for you for life. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, look what happened to me. And yeah. like, you know, you have to be mindful that things happen and all this. And it really messed with Matt's head. I mean, he was not the same after that conversation. Yeah, no. And he, he even like approached Chris Harrison about it later. And was like, I, I just don't know. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second because this happens um, shortly after his date with Michelle, who is the first person that he took on the the final dates. Yeah, the so evening. their like final date was they were rappelling down the side of a building, which actually I thought looked really fun as far as the dumb adventure and dates. the dangerous ones. The, yeah, have. I would have I done that one. I definitely would have framed it up like, oh, we're like breaking into the Nemecolon yeah establishment versus like we're literally just repelling it's very like james bond or ocean 11 approach to it is how i would take it yeah i would agree it was really i I thought it would be fun though like that's something that i could actually see myself doing and not freaking out about as much as the other things yeah um but so they did that and they were having fun and being goofy the whole time and whatever and then they had like the the evening portion which kind of started out nice, but we're starting to kind of see... You could see, see it in Matt's eyes that he yeah. was like... Rachel's really... I mean, Rachel, sorry. Um, Michelle's really laying it on thick with like, I love with you. I can't... Our she future, got, our she kids. She got masking... Oh. Matt... <laughs> uh, sorry. We just we just watched Mass Singer. And you know what happens. It slips in. You can't they got, help it. They got matching basketball uniforms. And honestly, I would have proposed right there. And it said mr james and mrs james on it and right. it was like the she was so excited to give those to him and soon as he opened them his whole facial expression changed and i think in that moment he was like oh i'm i'm not marrying michelle yeah and i would have had the opposite reaction i've been like you oh, would have yes, been like oh I'm i am absolutely, absolutely marrying michelle yeah um, neil lane get over here right now right i mean that's like your dream come true Let me size up that thingy <laughs> That would have been your dream come true, honestly. But yeah, Matt was just not. I told you, Evan and I actually watched this together. And so we got to live comment about it. Yes. And I told you, I was like panicking that after the Mrs. James and Mr. James, that she was going to bring out like a freaking baby onesie that said like baby yes. James. Oh, gosh. And I was like, please, for the love of God, do not. Yeah. Do not do that. Mm-hmm. Which she didn't, thankfully. But, you know, then he kind of, I think. I felt really bad for Michelle because I feel like usually when, I don't know, I felt like it came on so fast and she was so surprised because they were having a great day and everything seemed great. And she obviously didn't see his dates with Rachel. And then all of a sudden he was just like opened the jerseys and was like, so listen, like I'm not going to get there with you. And she was pretty blindsided. Yeah. So here's, here's my take on like the, the two relationships he has. 
I think with Michelle, you can explain it. It makes sense. You can see that there's a connection between the two. You can also see that connection that he has with Rachel. It's undeniable. But you can't explain it the same way that you can with Michelle. Because, Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of, like, there's just the the back and forth that they have is a little bit stronger in my mind. They're able to have a larger range of emotion, I I think. Yeah, I agree. But but I think a lot of that is part of the edits we get. Like, we don't see these people's full personalities. So it's, it's hard to look into it that way. Um, alarm just went off. I don't really know what's happening there. It was my reminder to get my ice cream out of okay. So Disregard. <laughs> don't forget. Follow up on our Instagram and Twitter to, to see if Allison got her ice cream. Um, how unprofessional of you. Gosh, it's I need important. Very a new important. host for this. Maybe I'll get Emmanuel to come join there me. There we go. Nice. Um, nice. Where was I? It was so rudely interrupted by your phone. <laughs> okay, yeah. There, you can definitely tell there's a strong relationship with both of them, but I see... It just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I like Michelle more, and I'm. I like, know. I feel like I'm wondering if we were going. It, I don't know if it's because we're biased because of how much we love Michelle, mm-hmm. or if I don't know. Regardless, he ended things with Michelle. She was obviously very upset. Yeah. He left. We'll talk more about some of the behind the scenes stuff that we didn't actually get to see about that yeah. later. Um. So then it's supposed to be Rachel's last day. She's waking up. Like I'm so excited. I'm so excited. My final. Well, he day, talks whatever. with Chris Harrison right after. The yeah, Michelle he tells thing. him like I am not okay. Like I am not having okay time. And Chris is kind of like, Are you gonna be able to finish this out? Like, can yeah. you do this? And he was like, I don't honestly know. He always tries to steer the leads in the direction of just get engaged. Like that's I don't know why that has to be the goal. I guess because it makes the stakes of the show a little higher. Yeah, I think it's and a little more dramatic. Yeah, it's. I, I, maybe it's okay to have this I think it's hard because it's like in a serious while in a regular life I'm like oh yeah why don't they just end dating that'll work out better yeah in my bachelor mind I'm like no I'm I'm, I'm watch I want to see a yeah. proposal like think, that's what I'm watching I think for you're too like into the universe because you've yeah. been doing this for so long whereas me I'm like why don't you guys just date well, to be fair of the seasons you've watched it was nothing and Cassie normally. who did not get engaged right it was Peter, who ended up with like seventeen of the different cast people, mm-hmm. it was then, um, then Claire Hannah. and Tasha's. Well, Hannah. Oh, Hannah's. And the Jed situation. And the Jed, which was an engagement, but and then not then not then the Dale thing. Yeah, so like you've never really seen. I mean, for several seasons and years in a row, it was like proposal engagement, yeah. proposal engagement. So like that's the formula, which I'm okay with straying from the formula. I just think that's what all of us that have watched for so long are so used to and we're like, that's what we want to see. Mm-hmm. But I don't want anybody to do anything they're not ready for. Obviously, outside of the fact that no one's really ready since the show lasts like two months. Correct. But anyway, so final day for Rachel's date and Chris Harrison comes to her door, which is always a weird sign. That's always, I, my heart Something's would drop. always, oh, I would have been like freaking out. Chris Harrison shows up. She's like, oh, hey, nice to see you. And he's like, just so you know, Matt's having a hard time and he's actually canceling your date today. And so she's like, oh, my God, like my final date with Matt is canceled. Like, what does that mean? At this point, she doesn't know Michelle has been at home. Like, she's just like, oh, my God. So my my question first is. What does she get to do all day? Now that they have a canceled date, does she I just have to stick know. in that hotel room? I would have been like, hey, go get me a horse. I'm going to go equestrian there's riding. Gotta do, there's got to be something, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I want to. Especially know. when you're not, yeah, when there's not other women in that there either. Like so, like, you're literally boat. alone. Yeah. God, that would suck. Um, I don't know. But he canceled the date, whatever. And then I guess it must have been the next day. Yes. The next day. 
she, I mean, she's kind of spiraling. She's kind of freaking out, like, what's going on? Then we see that Matt has sent her a little note that is magically in the same writing as every letter that's ever happened, and clearly Matt didn't write it. It's crazy that all the Bachelor leads have the same handwriting. It is. It's wild. And it just said, like, meet me at the lake. I owe you an explanation. <laughs> and that's all it said. And so in the meantime, Matt is, like, looking at engagement rings with Neil Lane, even though it's so clear Matt's looking at these rings like, I don't really know. Yeah. And then he was kind of like when Brendan had to look at them with Tasha, and it was like awful. Yeah. And you could see Matt looking at these rings like, no. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, I'll like hold on to that one, I guess. It was wild. And so here's my whole thing with like meet me at the lake. If I got a note that was like, hey, meet me at the lake. I'm like, okay, sweet. I'm going to put on t-shirt and shorts and sneakers and meet you at the lake. We're just Mm going to have a chat. Apparently, that was code for, like, this is the final thing. I mean, I think... I, <laughs> I Did under- they tell her that? I'm, I, they had to have told her that, right? Like, they were probably like, this is, this is it. Like, make sure you wear your engagement gown or I or guess. Whatever. It was just so weird. I don't know. I don't I, know. I All think, of it's so weird. I think that they were like, hey, this is, this is the one for you. I guess. So, we go to the final little deal and it's not really rose ceremony just kind of like the end thing yeah so rachel goes up there and at first you know she's like matt how much she loves him and all this stuff and then matt's kind of like look like i'm not actually ready to get engaged and i and all this and you can see rachel's face kind of like freaking out and then he's like but i don't want to lose you and i do love you and i want to leave here together in a relationship so then she's like okay so great and he gives her the final rose, and mm-hmm. they ride off into the sunset together. On a carriage with yeah, some old guy in a top hat. So, yeah, so that was the end of the regular episode. Before we even get into the after the final rose thing, I want to say that I think that Matt has a lot that he needs to figure out. I don't, like, in terms of, I think he's really, really still having a hard time with what happened with his parents. Mm -hmm. And I think that he genuinely, just based on what he has said himself, it seems like he's not totally ready to, like, fully give himself to, like, that serious of a commitment because he's still pretty traumatized from everything that's gone on with his parents. I feel like he's he's still really struggling. Yes. And I don't know if it's because of the freshness of the conversation with his dad of why he was like really struggling or the conversation with his mom. I don't yeah. know. And obviously like we're, we can't get into his head or anything, but I think not. it's sort of unfair to give that assessment when it's like when he's on a reality show for this. Like I yeah. think that that purports it all in a, in an unfair way. Like maybe he is in a normal situation, but to have it a magnified on national TV yeah and sent at warp speed i don't know if that's the right healthy way for him to do it yeah well well i think that's what it comes down to i kind of feel like he from day one this wasn't the way for him yes and i think a lot of it boils down to he does have a lot i mean he has he said it himself that he has fears of commitment because of everything that's gone on so maybe a show where you find your wife in a month and a half is not the journey for him mentally, physically, emotionally, any yeah. of it. Cause he, he doesn't seem like the kind of person who can just like do that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Even before all the other stuff that we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. So we go from there to the, after the final rose and it is without Chris Harrison. who We're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was already kind of off to an interesting start. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the whole thing ended up being pretty awkward, mostly the end. But so it was Emmanuel. Emmanuel Acho. Emmanuel Acho, um, who is a former NFL player. He played for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. And he also is the author of Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, which we both read before. Mm -hmm. I finished it. Evan, don't. You you did finish it? Well, I've got the acknowledgments left, but like. (laughs) Yeah, so we both read it before Monday because we wanted to kind of get a little bit more background into Emmanuel and what he's all about and everything. Um, awesome book by the way really I, recommend I really do the recommend book. everyone read it it's, it's really written in a very conversational way which to me is a really nice way to digest that d- digest information that is hard to read it's, it's heavy. heavy it's kind of you know it's a lot um it's important but it's a lot so i think that it's a really digestible way yeah. to read it um so already you know emmanuel's there we don't know him from bachelor nation you know he's a new face for us um he kind of started off and said, like, things are going to get emotional tonight. Like, we're going to get uncomfortable. He like, buckle up. He was not kidding. Um, we started. Michelle came out. With Michelle. Michelle came out. And, I mean, Michelle. My <laughs> I don't even know what to say. She looked God. so, so absolutely Stunning. I mean, I think mine and Evan's mouths both dropped so far open I when she walked up. I actually had to up. drag my jaw on the floor, like, all the way home. I mean, night. that, just the black dress, like, mm. just the whole look. I mean, she was serving a freaking look. It was the best revenge look I've ever seen. She was amazing. Um, and so Michelle came up and, you know, kind of explained how she was pretty blindsided with the whole, the way, the whole thing with Matt turned so quickly and then, which is really interesting, was she said that she had asked for two minutes of Matt's time the next day. She was like, I wasn't trying to convince him to, you know, leave with me. I wasn't trying to convince him to let me stay. But I needed two minutes of closure of his time before I left and mm-hmm. didn't know when I would see him again. And apparently he said no. And we're unclear on how much was Matt saying no, how much was producer saying no. Maybe they both said no. Again, as I was saying before, not to make any judgments on it, but I think Matt was so incredibly in his head, and I think that he just had a lot going on. Yeah, I, I'm not like making excuses for Matt or anything. No, I mean it was. But, I think it was pretty shitty, to be honest. Because like, he, he was, he did seem to be, or at least hold himself accountable for that when he apologized to Michelle. I, I do think it was a matter of like when she asked, he wasn't ready to give that correct. either. And I, he but was, then didn't yeah. realize that like, oh shit, now she's going sent home and I actually can't talk to her. Which I do think really sucks because like while she's obviously incredibly forgiving and he apologized, it's a lot easier for him to apologize four months after it happened. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry I did that. Whereas that night she was just devastated. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, you know, Matt and her talked and it was very friendly and she said like, look, I don't hold grudges, I forgive you. Like, we're cool. Mm-hmm. And then she ripped him a little in bit. the best. Oh, so great. And as they're ending, she kind of gave him a little pat on the leg and was like, you know, I want the best for you and I'm rooting for you. And, you know, I hope that you learn to close to, to kiss with your eyes closed. And maybe when someone tells you something serious, you don't just say thanks for sharing that. <laughs> and he was laughing. I mean, he was a good right. sport about another, it. And it was a joke. Another and- reason why Michelle is a perfect human is that like she's just able to dish it out no matter the situation. And ugh. I just I love it so much. She's so wonderful. I love her. She's the best. Um. So then, Matt and Emmanuel talk by themselves before Rachel comes in. And Matt has such a single guy beard. Like the beard we saw in After the Final Rose has just 
I mean, not if in the women's tell all has just gotten more grown so much. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's really something. So they they have a good heart to heart about what it means to be a black man just Mm -hmm. in general, but also as a lead on the show and kind of the amounting pressure that that Matt had not just to represent himself and his love and the way that he, you know, responds to situations, how he talks to people, but it's the pressure of representing all black people yeah. to Bachelor Nation, which is an unfair thing to to burden of anyone. Of course, with. of course. Um, and he kind of said a lot about how, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes, and Emmanuel actually talks about a lot in his book and a lot of the stereotypes that black men in America have to deal with. But Matt kind of saying like, I had to handle every care- situation so carefully because yeah. if I'm too angry, if I'm too this, if I react too strongly, then I'm not just like a guy reacting. Yeah. I'm you know, it's, it's so much more and it means more. And, and it's and it's sad that that's the reality. It like, is, it is. No one should have to live with that. I did think that it was a good conversation for him and Emmanuel to have. I don't know that someone else, Chris, oh, Chris or anyone, there, or if anyone Chris else. Chris was there, it would have been the stupid... Like, do you remember the conversation that Chris and Matt had at the beginning of this season about being the first Oh, black yeah, lead? yeah. It yeah. was... It, it didn't serve any real purpose no. other than to just to draw attention to the fact yeah and not just chris i don't really know that any non-black man could have had this conversation with matt because it's like you really kind of need to be able to have that connection so that it's like and it's something that's educational for all of us right and i hope i hope everyone that watched it took took away the difficulty and for sure came away with a lot i mean i feel like i came away with yeah yeah absolutely stuff that i you know i can never understand that experience totally absolutely yeah i i totally agree and I think it seemed like really, you know, kind of nice, productive conversation. And, totally. you know, it was, it, was, it was really good. And then, um, so then he talked privately with Rachel. Yes. So, obviously, Rachel comes out. Um, Emmanuel asks her about the whole um, situation with her past photos being resurfaced. And kind of, you know, did she know i mean she, did she think about it like hey like i'm going on for a black man like these pictures exist and she was very honest and saying like i literally didn't think about it that's the yeah. whole problem like yeah. i didn't think about it and he kind of talks to her about the work she's doing and the work she's been doing and kind of how she feels about the whole thing and about her and matt's breakup um obviously at this point matt had said they're no longer together um and rachel kind of shares that she was obviously upset but that she understood that he, you know, needed that time and space and that she needed to be able to do this kind of work on her own. Yeah. she. I, I, it's tough for anyone who is wrong about anything to go on live TV and admit they're wrong. Yes. Whether yes. it's like you get a question wrong on Jeopardy or whether, I mean, that's, that's, I'm not trying to minimize the situation, but like, or when you do something that Rachel did and it's like, oh, I, I, don't want to say like I'm going to get up here and applaud her because she's doing the bare minimum. No, but but, this it, is, but it's a difficult thing to do. It is, and it would have been very easy for her to say, "I am not going to go on this. I, yeah. I'm not." Because I mean, or even deflect she, blame. Correct, That's and a she has been obviously very, very attacked on social media for these things. Yeah. So I think that it did, it was, it did show some courage to actually go on, to be mm. honest, to own the mistakes, to not try to shift blame. I mean, at one point, oh my god, this freaking thing! I can't forget the ice cream. At one point, um, 
you know, Emmanuel even said, like, do you blame this on your upbringing? Do you blame this on the way your family raised you? And she said, no, I don't blame it on anything. Like, this is on me. This isn't on anything else. So I thought it was nice to, and actually the first thing when she sat down and he said, like, I'm sorry, you're going through all this. And she was like, I'm not the victim here. Like, that's not what we're doing. So I have to, again, not trying to like go out of my way to applaud, but I do think that like she handled it as at least as a viewer, as well as it seems like it could have gone. Yeah. It seemed productive. And she was accountable. And that's, that's the first step. I think for sure. Um, and it does seem like she's at least, you know, taking steps in the right direction for sure. Um, and then Matt comes out and this is where it got really painful. And, um, so Matt came out and, you know, at first they, they they hugged immediately and it was like, Oh, they're, they love each other. Like in that hug, there was a lot. There's energy there. There was a lot. Um, and to be honest, a significant amount of the time when it was Matt and Rachel was literally Matt just, which is like no one talking and Emmanuel trying really hard to like keep it going. And Matt just like silently sitting there waiting to figure out what the everyone heck he was had a say. really tough job last night. No, it, yeah, it was, it was tough. And, um, you know, Matt explained to Rachel that it was harmful. Why, you know, why it was hurtful. And of course, why he made the decision to end things with her. And, you know, she said that she, she understood why. And he said like, look, I want you to do this work and I know you can, and I know you're a good person, I can't also be the one teaching you how to do it at the same time. Like being in a relationship, that's not my job and I can't take that on. Well, also too, he, he said to her that, you know, if, if you just now learned that these things were not okay, right? then you don't, you're not going to be able to understand me as a person. There's too much. Yeah. That you can't understand about me as a person right now. And that's why this can't work at this moment. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like, I don't know. I, I kind of went back and forth on on it a lot. Do you feel like it seemed like there was an open, like the door is open between them possibly having a future at some point? I've been back and forth on this like 35 times this week. I don't know. I I think there's always a chance. I don't know if I want it to happen. I, I can't don't, decide if I do or don't. I, because, I feel because both. part of me is like, oh, okay. This could be a great story that, you know, she yes. changes her mindset. She yes. changes, you know. Her actions, her lifestyle, like all of this. And not only that, but people learn from it. And she's able to teach other Correct. people, you know, how to how to right their wrongs. And I sense. love that love story and that right. they're able to like be able like to this... be like, I made the changes because I wanted to make them and I did it on my own. And yeah. then we were able to fall back in love after I did that work. And I right. love that story. Right. The other thing I'm too though. I'm not sure if we, if I, I don't know. I, yeah. But the other thing too is like, say they do get back together. I don't want that hanging over them so much. That they can't possibly hanging over forward. Matt. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, that's just a hard situation. I just, I want them to end up happy and better. Yeah. No, I however agree. that however that ends it's a up. very you know and it was kind of hard and sad to watch because there clearly is a lot of love there. I mean, really, we honestly barely heard from Matt in the Matt and Rachel segment because I think but he there was, was having a too lot emotional of a time. Yeah, I think he's having too emotional of a time, and we talked a little bit about this. Part of me thinks, part of me thinks that part of Matt really like really was in love with her and honestly had a hard time ending it. Like, I don't think it was a quick, easy decision for him to be like, forget it. We're done. But I also think that like, while because of the conversation he had with Emmanuel earlier about the responsibility he had and like the weight he carried as this, as the first black bachelor that he yeah. almost felt like he kind of had no choice also. Mm-hmm. 
that that was the example he kind of like had to set. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was, it was hard to watch. All of it was hard to watch. I kind of hope that like maybe them, <laughs> this is just me like being me, but I kind of hope that maybe them seeing each other and having that conversation. And I did think it was nice. Like there's a few times when Matt was not saying, I mean, by totally, totally valid, but like he wasn't like saying nice things about Rachel. They weren't mean things, but they were not nice things. And she was still comforting him in but those were, moments. But they were facts. Yeah, they were. But I'm just saying like, she was still comforting him yeah. while he was saying facts that weren't He was super, not sugarcoating anything. Yeah. Which, nor should he have. Right. So I just, but I thought it was interesting that she still, that she was still like comforting him, even though it was clearly like, this is not a positive about yeah. you part. And yeah. I just was like, I think there's a lot of love still there and it's yeah. so fresh that like, I'm hoping that maybe they came away with that from like, yeah, it's clear we can't be in a relationship right now, but we can try to like be friends mm-hmm. and maybe like have a friendship that starts from this all of this that's going on and then yeah. maybe it either just stays that way or maybe yeah. it progresses if it's what's healthy i don't know i'm not sure um i don't know I it, do, all, the whole thing was just me i just felt like kind of sad yeah yeah i mean there was not a lot to like feel great about no no there nothing, wasn't nothing really ended in a good way i know um, but there was the pivot at the end of the episode where we officially... <laughs> Strong pivot. It was a hard pivot. It was like, do you guys want to do a final embrace? No? Okay, so let's talk about the best... Impossible, <laughs> impossible segue. Um, I, I feel... do wish... Wait, before you say that, I do wish that we would have seen this, but apparently there was also a tele- like a film conversation between Rachel and um, Michelle. Right, why don't they and show these things? I'm so freaking things? pissed. Why did we have to watch two hours of the finale? We could have cut... 30 minutes of the finale. Could have cut an hour of the finale. Probably. And watch the conversation between Rachel and Michelle. Because apparently, from what I read, that was, Emmanuel was even saying, like, dude, this was such a productive conversation between these two women. And it was, like, such a powerful conversation that we didn't get to show. <sighs> ABC keeps tripping. What are you guys doing? They, They're cutting all the good stuff. And poor freaking Brie. Oh, my God. They cut her whole segment. Brie was there. Brie was there? Yes. <laughs> She did a whole no sit down interview, all of it with Matt by herself. They cut the entire thing. That's, like Brie probably turned on the TV, like guys, I'm on this, and they that's cut her. Interesting. I did not know yeah. that. Oh, I saw it all over the place. Because I, because people were asking me like, what, what, where the heck's Brie? And I was like, honestly, she wasn't really someone of consequence in the last. I mean, no, yes, she made it the final but they, three. They cut the and whole thing. She cried thing. when they when they broke up, but like. I just never saw that even in the cards, you know? They cut her. They cut wow. the whole thing. Man, I, feel I just, bad for her. I feel bad for her. ABC needs to get it together with what they cut and what they get don't cut. Get your shit together, ABC. Yeah. All in all, though, I have to say, I was really impressed with Emmanuel Acho. I, I, it started a little awkward just because, I mean, obviously, he's doing this. He doesn't, I mean, he's never done this. Like, it's there, a very, like, <laughs> I, I do don't think know. he did a great job, but because I also don't think that there were many other people who could have guided no, it was kind of a tough conversation and who yeah of who could have done this conversation <laughs> one thing he kept doing which i don't know why oh i know what if you're this was say. like his own thing I or if he it. was told to do this but was kept the, like, reiterating huh the last time thing huh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yes where God. he was like this might be the last time you ever see this person or talk to them you again. might this might be the last i'm like why are you saying this like it just made it so much more intense, and I mm-hmm. rude. I didn't like it at all. It just it really bothered me. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know where it came from. I, I don't didn't know like why that. Did it. That made me uncomfortable. The I other ninety eight percent of of what he delivered was was solid. But I think what I really liked about him. I mean, all in all, I liked everything about him. But what I really liked was 
how big his muscles how are. massive his arms were and how they absolutely didn't fit in his blazer <laughs> and like what size was his blazer um or his jacket whatever but no i just think that the way that he asked questions and the way he responded to the answers was done in such a good way that was educational and it was informative and it was fairly i mean fairly neutral i mean really he wasn't there being right. like you're right you're wrong you did this he was like let's talk about he this wasn't, like yeah, it, was, it was very like inviting embracing he wasn't like poking or prodding he was like no fluffing a pillow yeah and i kind of like towards the end he made a comment about like i'm not here for cancel culture like mm. i'm here for accountability. accountability and he said rachel it really seems like you're taking that and from my perspective here tonight it's obviously all he can base it off of yeah. he said it really seems like you are making i applaud you for the efforts you're making to do the work you said you were gonna do so mm-hmm. like keep doing it and i just feel like the way he talked about all of it was like I don't know. It, it was kind of like his book. It was just like really conversational and it yeah. wasn't very like, it was very educational in a way where I felt like, oh, okay, I, I like where this is going. I like what, how he's doing this. Like it makes sense. I don't know. I think he did a good job. It distills it down to a very human way of communication, which I think like makes it a lot more palatable, yeah. makes it a lot more approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we're a fan. Well, and like we said earlier, like not to give too much credit like obviously i'm glad that rachel showed up and not to give her too much credit but it would have been very easy for whoever that person asking her those questions to make it even really really uncomfortable for her more so than it already was yeah and i feel like he handled it in a pretty like right this gentle way where he was like needle forward more than someone coming on there and being like you suck you're racist you did xyz like he was not right yeah i agree i agree i totally agree um, but th- this is the good part that he got to. The was huge that pivot in the last one minute of the entire three we have hours. Two bachelorettes coming up. And two separate seasons. So in the mm-hmm. past, they have done a weird, like, two bachelorette, and the guys picked who they liked better thing, which was horribly, yeah. horribly done. Um, but yeah, we have two bachelorette seasons. So the first one is going to be Katie, and that is going to be the kind of regularly scheduled, like, may timeline they're like the guys are quarantining they're like ready to go um they're gonna start filming i think in the next couple days next week like they're getting ready to go for that they're filming in new mexico so it'll be nice sweaty season um and then the second one which really piques interest around here is michelle the love of all of our lives right and so they're going to be doing her season they're going to start filming in june kind of interesting they had approached michelle and she was kind of like i'm not leaving my students again so that's what they decided to do a summer season for just her. another reason just michelle. another reason to freaking love top michelle shelf. top shelf um so michelle season's gonna be filming in june and it's gonna premiere in the fall we're gonna get bachelor in paradise so we're gonna be pretty stacked up we're from back, may maybe. on we're going bachelorette paradise bachelorette back to back to back yeah and I know throughout the season, like I, I got really attached. <laughs> I got really attached to Katie, and I'm not just saying this because I'm not in her season. Um, but the more time we spent with Michelle, the more I think I'm a Michelle guy. I'm a Michelle and again, guy. Again, personally. not just saying that because of circumstances. No, and I like them both, and I think they're both great. But I am definitely a Michelle guy. Yeah, I freaking love I'm Michelle. Gonna, I, I know you didn't bring any roses to the podcast tonight, but. I'm going to give out two roses, one to Michelle and one to Katie, because nice. they both deserve it. 
Me too. I'm also going to do Um. So it looks like Taisha and Caitlin, Caitlin Bristow. Bristow will be co-hosting Katie's season. I don't know what it's going to shape up for. I think they're kind of TBD on what's yeah. going to happen. I you have you brought up a really good idea off mic last week. Oh, thanks. So. That I think that you should share with the people. Yeah. So this whole kind of debacle over hosting, what's going to happen, and I personally am of the belief that I do not think that they are going to fire Chris Harrison. I really don't. I just think that he's. I, I don't think they're going to. But I what I think is that it would be nice if they rotated hosts each season like mm-hmm. i think that regardless the show is getting stale the, yeah. even forgetting about all it's the been, other stuff is it's been getting stale boring it's gonna be a crouton pretty soon it's huh? really having a hard time and i think that having fresh perspective fresh hosts every season could really i don't know mix things up a little bit well i think from just like a entertainment standpoint and just general buzz for the show like ratings wise i think that it's going to create a lot of hubbub about the show on social media and people um you're just talking about in general i think it's going to draw it has the potential to draw new audiences say you get someone from you know a universe i mean say this wouldn't happen but for example you get like trevor noah or something yeah or you get ken jong ken jong nick cannon nick cannon nisi nash (laughs) um all the (laughs) mass singer all the mass singer judges um, but you know, like I, I think if you vary that up, I think you can bring in new people to the show, and have it's new also perspectives. Like a fun additional announcement, other than like who's the bachelor, who's the bachelorette. It's also like, ooh, who's the host? Like it's kind of a fun announcement right? in season like, too. You ha- or Jimmy Kimmel would be a great. Oh my god, he would. Be oh my such god, a he already host. has a relationship with the show, and he's on ABC. So I could totally see Jimmy so Kimmel. That, that works oh, that'd nicely. be so funny. Yeah, it's like I think it'd be kind of nice. Um, and like I said, I feel that they will, in some capacity, bring Chris Harrison back. But maybe it's not for every season. Maybe it's Caitlin and Tayshia do one. Then maybe they let Chris do one. Then maybe Emmanuel gets to do one. Then maybe Jimmy Kimmel gets to do one. Like, I don't know. Maybe we're just, like, mixing it all up, getting some fresh faces in there. I think Chris is done. Uh, I don't think so. I read an article today that leads me to believe that that's not the case. Okay. Right. Regardless, I think that they should mix up the host. I think that would be fun. Yeah. If it's not Chris, if it is Chris, whatever. I do think that it would be kind of fun to just keep it fresh. It would be. It would be. But we're not going to change up hosts on this show. It's going to keep being us. Although Evan said like 20 minutes ago that he was going to, and he threatens it every week. <laughs> we're it's not an empty do threat, that. though. You know that. It's an empty threat. Um. So what a season... I don't say what that a as like a good thing or a bad thing. It was just, oh, it's what a season. It's time to move on. We are ready for a fresh new season. Bachelorette, little break. Yeah, we're going to Ready take, to rock and roll. Take a little break from this podcast for the most part. Um, make sure you're still subscribed so that when the new season starts, you are already getting it in your pod box. So that's happening. Um, keep up with us on social media. Oh, boy. I'm always stumped at this one. What is it? On social media at Batch Please Pod or our email is batchpleasepod at gmail. Also follow our friends at the Cheesy Curator. Evan yes. and I had an absolutely Ooh. gorgeous cheese board that we had while we watched the finale. My favorite thing was the chocolate covered strawberries that were like dressed oh, in yeah. a tuxedo. They so had like little white chocolate tuxes. and dark chocolate. Oh, it was so good. They were so cute. There was little pancake bread in honor of being Matt's favorite uh, food. There was little tuxes. There was roses. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, huge fans of that. So if you're in the Cincinnati area, definitely check out the Cheesy Curator. I mean, their stuff is phenomenal. 
And definitely let us know if there's anything that you want to talk about, any thoughts, feelings you have, or in the off season, if you have anything you'd like to chat about. We'll be back in May. Yeah, unless something happens that we need unless to have something a, breaks, a big we'll old be, pod for. We'll be back in May for some Bachelorette content. If you know, if you, if the people want it, Allison, we can the do a little pilot it. of a uh, mask please out here. <laughs> let As us know. Let us know. Week. Yes, definitely let us know. All right. Thanks, well, thanks for, listening. for joining us for another season, and we will see you all for the Bachelorette in May. Bye.